We are one week away from the trade deadline, and the Devils have been linked to a couple of Canucks players. However, I want to get the perspective of a Canucks reporter and basically see what could potentially happen in terms of a trade deal happening between the Devils and the Canucks. Uh, could we potentially get Garland or Besser or maybe a long shot? Could we get Demko and uh, maybe Quinn Hughes? We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devil, Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chalky, play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And we are just one week away from the trade deadline. I told you guys back in February that the trade deadline will be here before we know it, and here we are. We are seven days away from the big day. Now, here's the thing uh, in regards to the New Jersey Devils and the trade deadline. There's a good chance that the Devils might make a deal, and there's also a good chance that they might not do anything. So I think the main priority for Tom Fitzgerald is to find a decent goalie to help out Nico Dawes a little bit because we have been overworking him, but at the same time, I've said on my show before, we have to because we don't really have any options behind him. Like John Gillies isn't going to really do anything. Akira Schmidt isn't going to really do anything. There's a good chance Mackenzie Blackwood won't play the rest of the year. And also, uh, Jonathan Bernier is shut down for the rest of the year. So we don't really have that many options at the goalie position. But at the same time, it, maybe we need to find um, Nico Dawes some help because he's been stepping up his game, but we can't rely on him game in and game out, especially when we have 20-something games left on the schedule. So I think that's the main priority for Tom Fitzgerald. Uh, P.K. Subban, that's another priority that the Devils might try to move because they did inform that they're not going to extend his contract come free agency. So uh, there's a good chance that Tom Fitzgerald is looking for suitors already. And uh, P.K. Subban might have played his final game at the Prudential Center. We'll see what happens. If that was his final game, then I think fans should be appreciative of his overall professionalism, hard work, and also the presence he brought into the locker room. But I don't know what's going to happen. I I told you guys that my overall opinion is that I believe P.K. Subban will remain with the Devils organization. I don't think there's really a team that's really going to be like pressing the phones to try to get P.K. Subban. But I've seen crazier things happen. But what's the one thing I've been talking about on this show in regards to the Devils and trade deals or potential trade deals? I call them silly season discussions. And that is the Vancouver Canucks. We've been talking about Connor Garland. We've been talking about Brock Besser. We've even talked about um, uh, Quinn Hughes. And could he potentially join his brothers out in New Jersey? Albeit, I don't think that's likely going to happen. But still, it's silly season. It's not meant to be taken all that seriously. So uh, silly season episodes are one of my favorite subjects to do on this show because they're just so much fun to discuss. And it feels like I'm the general manager and I give my overall opinion as to should Tom Fitzgerald go through with this. I've gotten one silly season prediction right. I said over the summer that Dougie Hamilton could potentially join the New Jersey Devils. I said, I think I said that either in May or June. And then lo and behold, um, come late July or our first week of August, he's officially a New Jersey Devil. So really looking forward to that. And also, uh, when we're on the subject of goalies, could it be possible that the Devils try to get Thatcher Demko as well? Uh, I don't think that's likely going to happen either. But still, uh, silly season, just meant to have fun and discuss it. So um, here's something that I haven't done since my summer episodes. I'm going to bring in someone who's associated with a team that I'm talking about in silly season deals, and we're going to pretend that we're the general managers of our 
respective franchises, and we're basically going to just be bouncing trade packages uh, off of one another. Would you accept this? What's my mentality? Uh, is there any negotiating? Is there a counteroffer uh, on the table? So uh, there isn't a host for Locked On Canucks at the Locked On Podcast Network. So I am bringing in uh, Matthew Zader. He used to be a colleague of mine at the Hockey Writers. He covers the Canucks. He's a credentialed writer, once again, for the Hockey Writers. So uh, I brought him into the show today to have this discussion, to have this silly season talk and basically see are there any potential trade deals that the Canucks might accept from the Devils to get either Brock Besser, Connor Garland, Longshot, but maybe Quinn Hughes or Thatcher Demko. Uh, you know, some some uh, scenarios are more realistic than others. Some are completely silly. But like I said, don't take this too seriously. Uh, we have no proof. We, we cannot confirm nor deny anything that, you know, that these trade packages could actually happen. But we have fun with it. That's why it's called Silly Season once again. So we're going to bring in Matthew in just a moment. But first, I want to inform you guys something very important. It comes from our friends at Built Bar. So this is the time of year that I pretty much have given up on all my New Year's resolutions. But not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It always feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you ever tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallow-y. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included. 100% real chocolate, low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bar with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. And they come in delicious flavors, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If you think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It'll be delicious, and it'll be good for you. So the offer is go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Okay, let's talk to an old colleague of mine, Matthew Zader from the Hockey Riders, and let's have this silly season discussion. Is it possible that the New Jersey Devils can get Connor Garland, Brock Besser, uh, Demko, or Hughes? Well, we'll see what happens. Some are, like I said, more likely than others, and some are just completely silly, and some are just denied right off the bat. So let's take it away, Matthew. Let's begin this silly season discussion, my friend. And now joining me for this silly season episode, he is a Canucks writer for the Hockey Riders, and he is here to talk silly season, potential trade deals. And also, is it possible that we could either get Connor Garland, Brock Besser, maybe Quinn Hughes? Well, I, I, I need to bounce ideas off of. So please welcome Matthew Zader. Matthew, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's silly season. So we'll see what happens in the next week or so here. <laughs> trade deadline is here before we know it. I've been telling my listeners and also my viewers this. I said, Look, I know it's like mid-February, but these next few weeks are going to fly by, especially, you know, given how much momentum, you know, some teams have. So, and I said the month of February just goes by in a snap. So I, I was just like, you know, it's going to be here before we know it. And we're like, what, like a week away from the the big day. And, you know, I, I've, been, I've basically been painting a picture, picture for the Devils organization. I said, you know, I don't expect too much um, movement, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe – uh, Tom Fitzgerald is able to manipulate a move here and there, but a lot of players uh, have been linked to Devils uh, trades, uh, particularly from the Vancouver Canucks. So uh, I basically want to ask you this, like before we talk about silly season, before we talk about potential trade uh, scenarios, uh, uh, can you give a background to uh, my to my audience as to what you do for the Vancouver Canucks? 
So yeah, I'm uh, well with the hockey writers. I am credentialed, so I can, you know, I go to the games. Um, I haven't gone to a game this season because of the COVID stuff and all that. But, um, but yeah, I I write regularly for about the Canucks on the hockey writers. Uh, do some draft stuff as well, so I cover the draft. Um, prospects is my specialty, so I do a lot of prospects coverage on the hockey writers as well. And I'm also uh, host of Prospect Corner, uh, the YouTube show uh, on Hockey Writers as well. So, um, yeah, big. Uh, I'm also the media editor over there as well. So, uh, cover. Yeah, I do a lot. <laughs> and what better person to talk about silly season than with uh, you? Because you just gave your background as to what you do for the Vancouver Canucks and also prospects in general. So, you might have an idea of maybe a prospect that you might have your eyes set on, but we'll see what, what, what comes to that. So, Basically, paint a picture of the Vancouver Canucks because I remember, I believe you guys did this around the trade deadline. You made a big move with the uh, Arizona Coyotes and that landed you, Connor Garland. I personally felt as though you guys won the trade, but, you know, obviously, um, you know, the Coyotes aren't really doing too well. Uh, but, you know, it, it seems like you guys are more than willing to move away from Connor Garland, you know, at, not even after a full season. So basically, what's been going on with Vancouver Canucks organization? What has led them up to this moment? Well, I mean, they, they've got a clear cap space. And I think that's the biggest thing that's their goal right now. And I mean, the way that they've been close to the playoffs now has kind of complicated things because I mean, they're, they're within striking distance of a playoff spot. So they don't want to kind of sell off everything and say, well, I'm sending a message to the locker room that, okay, we're giving up on the season. We're not going to go. Um, and make the playoffs. So I, I think it's going to be tough on what type of moves they're going to make. But yeah, there's been rumors about Connor Garland, JT Miller, uh, you know, guys like that, Tyler Mott, um, a lot of guys that are and Brock Besser as well. I mean, all these guys are in rumors uh, every which way and uh, connected to the Devils. I know Besser's been connected there, uh, Garland as well. So I mean, I think they personally, I don't think they're going to be making any moves um, at the deadline that are big moves but i mean this front office is new they're they're looking at the whole entire organization and trying to figure out what they want to do in the future and big picture i mean they're not just looking months down the road they're looking years so and the cap space is just so tight uh, in the offseason they got to re-sign um brock besser is a big one jt miller will be not this offseason the next one uh, Horvath, same thing. I mean, the cap space is just not there. So, I mean, they're going to have to trade someone. Um, we'll see who it is, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see what will happen. Yeah, I feel like the Devils, like, I, I know their record doesn't really do them any justice, but, you know, looking at the big picture here, they have they have a lot of potential on their team. And the thing is, we can't really sell. that yeah. Because, you know, a lot of our corner pieces are signed long-term. So Jack Hughes is signed long-term. Nico Heizer is signed long-term. Dougie Hamilton is signed long-term. We have Mackenzie Blackwood for next year. We also have Jonathan Bernier for next year. And uh, another uh, thing to mention is that I believe, barring anything catastrophic happening, we're definitely going to get Jesper brought back here for at least two or three more years. We, we do have to extend him. But uh, I, I don't see him leaving the Devils organization, especially with the connection that he has with Jack Hughes. So this trade deadline, um, you know, I'm trying to keep my expectations very moderate for the Devils. But – that doesn't mean that they don't have any pieces to move. So, you know, some names that have come to mind are P.K. Subban. Uh, Tom Fitzgerald has informed 
P.K. Subban that they do not intend on extending him come the offseason, which means that they're probably going to look for a suitor. They're probably going to have to, you know, retain half of his salary to sweeten the deal. Uh, Pavel Zaka, he's been linked to maybe being traded to you guys for maybe Brock Besser, Connor Garland. Obviously, there's going to have to be more details to be worked out because obviously it's not going to be a one for one type of type of deal. Cause otherwise we're going to win the trade uh, bar none <laughs> and, and um, you know, maybe see what we could get for Andreas Janssen, Jimmy VC, albeit, you know, some of these guys could contribute to a team, but it's not really something that you're going to tip the bank over for. It's not something that's going to make you roll out of your bed and just say, we need to get these guys onto our team ASAP. If we're able to get them onto our team, that's great. Maybe we've got a diamond in the rough, but if we're not, really no skin off our back. I think that's the mentality that some of these teams have when they're like eyeing the New Jersey Devils because we're not going to trade Jack Hughes. We're not going to trade Nico Heizer. We're not going to trade Dougie Hamilton. And um, I don't know what's going to happen with our goalie situation. Nico Dawes has been stepping up, but I still feel as though he's too much of a wild card type of player. He's been having a good string of games that he has been reliable. And right now, statistically, he's having a better season than Mackenzie Blackwood and Jonathan Bernier. Uh, because, you know, Bernier had to be shut down early, Blackwood most likely done for the rest of the year as well. So it's just like, you know, if we're comparing their stats as to where Blackwood and Bernier stopped at their respective seasons, Nico Dawes' numbers are actually better, surprisingly. But that doesn't mean that Tom Fitzgerald doesn't have his eyes set on the trade deadline. So I've done this on my show before, Silly Season, and uh, a lot of Silly Season episodes in the last few weeks have reflected around the Vancouver Canucks. So you said Connor Garland... Brock Besser, and, uh, you know, I've been hearing stories about Quinn Hughes, but uh, that's probably most likely not going to happen. <laughs> um, I feel as though that move to get Quinn Hughes onto the Devils organization, I feel like that's more Hollywood than actually something we need because, you know, having all three Hughes brothers onto the team, like I said, that's that's not something we need. That's just more of a make headlines kind of thing and maybe get on Sports Center. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I, I feel like that's a Hollywood move, but I want to just focus on the players that we could potentially obtain. So what's it going to take to potentially get Connor Garland onto the Devils? Like, who do you have your eyes set? What's the what's the bare minimum you'll take him for? Well, I mean, Connor Garland is – the thing is about him is he's got a really good contract. I mean, for a guy that can put up uh, 20 goals a season – and uh, be that dynamic he's just he's such a dynamic player too i mean very shifty very uh he's a utility guy he can go up and down your lineup so i mean i mean i'm looking for me i would be looking at a guy like like zaka would be a good guy to be in that trade um i'm looking at ty smith as well i mean on defense because the canucks need a young defenseman i mean they they need a guy to kind of i mean quinn hughes is there but Apart from him, the Canucks don't have a lot of young talent uh, coming up on defense. So Ty Smith would be a guy that I'd put in, um, maybe not with Zaka, but he would be part of that trade I'd be looking at. Um, I mean, those are the two guys that I've always kind of centered trades around. I mean, Damon Severson's another guy that I really like. Um, I mean, Ty Smith's a left-hand defenseman. The Canucks really need a righty. because on the left they got a pretty strong um, group of defensemen, so I'm looking. I'm looking at a guy like Ty Smith would be great though because he's young. He's 21. Um, Damon Severson's on the little a bit of the older side. He's 28, so I mean he could still fit in that as, as well. But I mean, yeah, the, I mean those are the three guys that I'd be looking at um, 
for a trade for Connor Garland. Maybe not all three, because that's maybe a little bit over the top. But right. um, yeah, I mean, for me, I'd go um, for me, I'd go Ty Smith uh, second round pick uh, for me on that. Really? So yeah. Ty Smith and a second round pick for the services of Connor Garland. As Tom Fitzgerald, I think that's a trade I would accept because the thing is, is like, look, Ty Smith is struggling this year, but he started to pick it up the last couple of games. He was in the running for the Calder Memorial Trophy last year, never a threat to win it, but still had his name in the top 10. So he still has a lot of raw potential. He, he just hasn't fit in this year. And I felt as though I was going to see a huge step for him this, this season just because we got Dougie Hamilton and we also got Ryan Graves. So I thought that would take the burden off his shoulders because arguably uh, I think he was our best defenseman last season because we got consistent production from him, I think, uh, apart from Damon Severson. So I was just like, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe Ty Smith. Um, I've been hearing his name in the uh, trade mix as well. I think the issue I have with Connor Garland is that his contract, you said it's good, but it's also a commitment because that's true. Yeah. When is he supposed to be an unrestricted free agent? You know, it's going to, it's going to be a while. So it's like if if we trade for Connor Garland, I think that is I think that's on the safe side because the statistics aren't anything impressive. Like it's not like I said, it's nothing like um, that gets me excited, but he can definitely contribute onto this roster. But at the same time, I think this is a deal that works for both of us because you get a draft pick, albeit it's not going to be a first round draft pick, but you get a draft pick. You get Ty Smith, a lot of raw potential and still very young. And maybe he just needs a new system. I don't know what the I don't know what's going on with the kid, but. You know, this season just hasn't been uh, yeah. up to par of what he was able to do last season. Um, and then for Connor Garland, we get the commitment. We take the risk kind of, but I'm, I'm willing to take it because I would love to get contribution because I, I believe for Connor Garland, just based on where he's at from a statistic standpoint, I think he would fit in just fine with our second or maybe our third line, mm -hmm. if I'm being completely honest. Like, you know, just, just figuring out where he fits in that regards, good winger, all the all that, but he gives us more options. I think that's the key that the Devils need, which is just more options. And uh, this season, he has uh, 32 points. He has 14 goals, 18 assists. So I can theoretically see him contributing anywhere because the thing is that I've been telling for the Devils is that they need to spread out their offensive weapons a little bit more. That They had to split up Jesper Braun and Jack Hughes just because if you put your two heavy juggernauts on the first line, you leave your other lines very vulnerable, and Nico Heizer doesn't have any options on the second line. So I believe moving Connor Garland to the second line, along with Jesper Brat and Nico Heizer, that could pay dividends. And then just maybe, just maybe, you could put him on the third line and you could get the contribute uh, contribution from there. That's my mentality. But obviously that's why I'm not a GM. That's why I'm not a coach. But it's a good mentality to have. But he's young. He's 26. He would fit right in well with the Devils organization. Okay. So moving on from Connor Garland, let's go to Brock Besser, a player that's been in the mix of trade discussions to the Devils for a minute. However, nothing is ever coming to fruition. But the Devils, uh, they're like that a crazy X. They're relentless. They're not going to give up. <laughs> so um, what's it going to take to get Brock Besser? Well, here's where the first-round pick comes in. Um, for Besser, I'd take nothing less than a first-rounder included. Uh, he's still young. Uh, he can score. I mean, he's a 20 goal scorer already. I believe four times he's been a 20 goal scorer. A little bit, he's maybe been up and down this season, been a bit better under Boudreaux. So, I mean, but he still has a lot of potential. He's still young, and and he's a pure goal scorer. Um, for me, I'd go, I'd go at least a first round pick. 
Um, it's maybe a bit much, but I mean, throwing a guy like defenseman like Kevin Ball in there, um, I really like that guy. I really like his him as a defenseman and as a prospect. Um, but I mean, that may be over the top for you guys. I'm I'm going a guy like that um, and a first round pick. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> My question to you is, is like, isn't Brock Besser supposed to be a free agent at the end of this, this year? Restricted. Yeah. Restricted, restricted free agent. So, so I mean, there would have to be probably a commitment from saying the devil's well, we're going to sign you or Besser's going to say, yeah, I'm going to sign with you. Yeah. That's the risk. There's the risk. Right. So right. because Besser does seem to like being around the Minnesota area, if he does get traded. So yeah, that could be a sticking point um, for any team actually trading for him. So, yeah, there would have to be an agreement in place that he would sign um, that restricted free agent contract after. So, yeah, there's the risk there. <laughs> okay, okay. Can I counter offer? Okay, look, we only have one first-round draft pick this year, and that most likely is going to be in a decent position. I would say yeah. maybe top 10. So, you know... It, it, I, I'm just saying, can, can we just negotiate this just a little bit better? Like maybe you get two prospects and then we keep our first round draft pick. Is there any chance of just a counter offer here? Because I'm a little hesitant, right, to give up my first round draft pick for Brock Besser, especially when he's not committed to signing long term quite yet. So I'm just like, is there any chance we can just like maybe get a lower draft pick or maybe just two prospects instead of uh, one? Yeah, I, to me, I for Besser, a first-round pick has to be involved in that trade. I mean, for what the Canucks need, I mean, they need more blue-chip prospects. Either, I mean, the thing is they could go for a guy, I don't know, getting a guy like, see, there's just more over the top as well, going like Alexander Holtz. Um, oh, being, no, no, not not There's a huge no. run too, right? No not way. Happening. No so, way. <laughs> not happening. Off the table. Hang on. Off the table. Alexander Holtz is off the table, everybody. We we need Alexander Holtz next year to be paired along with potentially Nico Heizer. He's killing it in Utica right now. Yeah, he hasn't he had yeah. much success in the in the NHL so far. But I'm just like we haven't put him in the best position in my chance. He wasn't he wasn't given an opportunity. So uh, I'm sorry, but Brock, no. Brock Besser is a great player and similar to Connor Garland, puts up pretty decent numbers this season. 54 games played, 17 goals, 17 assists for a grand total of 34 points. He definitely has uh, room to grow. Um, but the problem I'm having with Besser is um, is the injury history. Yeah. Because the most games he's played in was, um, well, I guess last year, he, technically he played in all the games, but it was only 56 games. If we're doing a regular 82-game season, the most games he has played, aside from uh, you know not counting his rookie year, was 2018-2019 when he appeared in 69 games. So can you convince me that he's going to remain healthy? Or, you know, is he really that solution? Because th this is where I'm kind of um, hesitant in that regards because of his injury history. Yeah, injuries have been a problem with him. So, I mean, yeah, that's definitely a risk um, taking him. But the thing is, is he has been healthy lately. I mean, he said he played the 56 games last season. He hasn't been hurt this year yet. Um, I still think he has a lot more to give offensively. Um, but I mean, for the Canucks, I, I'd rather, I'd rather the Canucks keep him. but if they would to have to trade him, 
I still think he's he's worth at least a at least a first round pick. I mean, um, maybe not prospects included, but a first round pick for sure. So I mean, to me, I wouldn't go for anything less than a first rounder, unless it's a blue chip prospect, um, like a Holtz or you know someone something like that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, that's not, not happening. Gonna, that's not going to happen. Oh. Geez, you're you're uh you're killing me here. Um, let, let, let me see. Um, okay. Oh boy, uh, first round draft pick for Brock Besser. Um, I I caramba. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. No, and and Alexander Holtz is off the table. That's not happening. Um, okay, so Brock Besser probably not gonna happen. What what about Pavel Zaka? Like well, like we've been talking about Pavel Zaka. Don't you want Zaka on your team? One thing, and I have said this before about Zaka, and I think he's not much of a upgrade to the guy that the, the guys the Canucks have right now. I mean, he's he's had a really good season um with the Devils this year. I mean, he's kind of bounced back offensively, but to me the Canucks already have a guy, um, Jason Dickinson, who's supposed to be um, a bit of a goal scorer and really good defensively to be that third line center that the Canucks have needed for a long time. But he hasn't done that. I don't think Zaka is much of an upgrade on because the Canucks need a third line center that can win faceoff. Zaka still hasn't been able to be a consistent guy that can do that. Yeah, he may have a bit more offensive upside than Dickinson does, but I don't know. I have this hesitancy about getting Zaka. I I don't know what it is, but there is something about him that I don't think would fit um, very well what the Canucks would need from him. Um, so, yeah, I, unless he's included with something else, I don't know if I'd go for it. Okay, okay. But I, that's fair enough. Zaka was drafted relatively high in his draft class, and unfortunately he has a lot of players to live up to, like uh, – you know, Connor McDavid, Jack Eichel, uh, Mitch Marner, you know, yeah. <laughs> players that are players that are just like at a 10 and he's at a at a four. He he had a breakout year last year in the shortened season, but you know, that's not saying much. Um, okay. This might be a long shot, but I'm gonna offer you something for Quinn Hughes. Just just for the sake of silly season. And this is and this is my only deal. Yes, Brock. For Quinn Hughes, one-on-one, straight up, no draft picks, no prospects, nothing. Just give me Quinn Hughes and I'll give you Jesper Brat. This is something that was put out by my colleagues at Pucks and Pitchforks. I did an episode on it. Um, I, I have my opinions on it. My, my audience already knows what, what, I, what I would go for it, but I'm just curious to hear your thoughts. I My first inkling is no way. Um, no way. Okay, the way that enough. Quinn Hughes has turned his game around this season defensively has been a game changer for me. I mean, I love his offensive game. I've loved it since he was drafted, but now that he's added that defensive um, aspect to his game, he's like, to me, he's a Norris trophy winner. And if he was out East, I think he would probably be in the conversation. Um, He's going to hit, he's going to break franchise records for the Canucks on defense scoring. He's ready on pace for 67 points. The Canucks franchise record for defense is 63. Um, he's a plus eight this year. When last year he was in the minus, he was in a minus all his career. Now he's a plus eight this season. 
playing 25 minutes a night on both the power play and the penalty kill. Uh, his game just keeps getting better every year. He's worth so much more than just Jesper brought to me. Um, yeah, that that is just a non non starter in my opinion. As much as I like Brat's game, has been really good, um, and he's still really young at 23. But to trade a guy just straight up uh, Hughes for for a Brat is a no no go. <laughs> it's just too important to the Canucks. Okay, that's fair enough. I re- I respect that. You know, like I said, it was I don't agree with it. I think you're. I think you're right. In it, but in my regards, it's just like, yes, for brought is just like I. I just don't, I feel like we'd be trading in uh, a lot of offense for some defense that we can get out of like Dougie Hamilton, who can also win a Norris Trophy, or Ryan Gray's silent but deadly impact, or Jonas Siegenthal won't do anything on the offensive end, but definitely a great consistent piece to have on your blue line. And uh, Damon Severson, great leader, great offensive weapon on the defensive side of things as well. So. You're right. Everything you said about uh, Luke, I mean, not Luke Hughes. I'm sorry. I'm getting my Hughes mixed up. Uh, everything you said about Quinn Hughes is correct. And I agree with you. And he's a great player, has a bright future, doing great things with the Canucks. But I just feel as though, like I said at the beginning of this episode, that's more of a Hollywood move, if anything. Because, like, that's not something the Devils need. That's just something that's just going to make headlines temporarily. And then, you know, and that we have to actually see if this could actually work. So we already have a great young defenseman. We have a, a great young Hughes defenseman. He's at yeah. the University of Michigan right now. His name's Luke. And yeah. uh, <laughs> let's not get greedy here. It would be great to have the, all three Hughes brothers. I'm sure they've talked about that at Thanksgiving oh, dinner yeah. or whatever the case might be, but don't force it. You know, that's, that's the thing. Let it happen naturally. Like if Quinn becomes a free agent sometime in the future and, you know, Luke and Jack are still in New Jersey, then – Maybe we talk about that a little more seriously, but for right now, I don't think the Vancouver Canucks will be stupid enough to trade away Quinn Hughes. And quite honestly, I don't think trading away Jesper Brat would do us any wonders either. So, last one, um, Jesper Brat for Thatcher Demko. That's a no go as well. No <laughs> to go. me, again, Demko is just so important to the Canucks' future, present success, and future success. And Without him, the Canucks would be nowhere. I mean, not saying Demko is at the elite levels like uh, Andre Vasilevsky or anything like that at this point yet, but he can be, I think, becoming a Vesna Trophy, like perennial Vesna Trophy winner for a long time. And the way he's stepped up for the Canucks, his numbers, I mean, if you look at his numbers, they're not ridiculously good. I mean, you're looking at Igor Shostorkin, the way he's been just dominating the NHL with his stats. It's just not the same. Um, but Demko is behind a team that's not as good. Uh, defensively, he has to bail out the Canucks so much. Uh, they've been scoring more for him lately, but before that, he's been just had to be, you know, an all-star almost every game to keep the Canucks in game. So, yeah, he's just been just so important to the Canucks' success. I don't know who they, unless they trade, you know, and actually get another goaltender that's just as good as him. There's no one even in the organization that can take over right now for him. So that'd be a, a zero zero percent chance that the Canucks would even entertain that thought unless they had someone coming up already, and which is where, you know, when Markstrom was here, that may have happened, but not at this I point. Agree with, <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, I don't think that's a trade we necessarily need to make because we're desperate for goaltending, but not that desperate to trade away one of our offensive weapons so i i don't that makes no sense for the devils to do that either 
uh, like I said, this is from my colleagues at Pucks and Pitchforks. They put out this scenario because they put out this article saying like, um, uh, you know, three situations that could, you know, possibly in- include Jesper brought like only three acceptable trades that maybe Devils fans would be satisfied with. I see where they're coming from, but it's just like, I, I, I think Jesper brought, I, he should be off trade discussions in my opinion. I've discussed it on my show before, but just wanted to see your thoughts from a Canucks perspective. So, uh, like like we said, Canucks and Devils play each other when this episode goes live. So uh, before we wrap up, any final thoughts in terms of uh, potential trade offers or uh, pregame notes that we should be aware of before the Devils, uh, you know, face the Canucks at 1030 uh, Eastern time? Well, they have to. They won't have to deal with the Elias Patterson because he's injured. But uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the Canucks can break that long losing streak because they haven't been able to beat the Devils in a long time. So. <laughs> it, it'll be interesting to see what to what type of game it'll be because uh yeah it, it's gonna be it's yeah it'll be interesting because uh it's always fun having the brothers go against each other as well so uh we'll see if he if, if quinn can uh upstage jack this time well uh apparently they made a bet last time they played each other which involved like a picture hanging in the uh yeah, yeah. in the room <laughs> i hear you know uh i i, I hear that uh uh a picture of the Mona Lisa is nice. Not the real one, obviously, but maybe, like, you know, uh, a, a copy of it. I hear that's nice to hang out. So we'll see what happens. But Matthew, thank you for taking the time to do this. Where can my audience find you? Oh, I'm on Twitter at, uh, you can see my Twitter handle right there, Matthew Zader SC. Uh, you can find my work at thehockeywriters.com. Uh, articles come out almost every day for me and I'll be heavy in the prospect coverage for uh, the hockey writers uh, draft coverage as well. Um, so yeah, lots of stuff coming and, uh, but yeah, thanks for having me on. No problem. And, uh, th- once again, thanks to Matthew for taking the time to, uh, do this silly season discussion, uh, find him at the hockey writers, follow him on Twitter and Matthew, the pleasure is always mine. Thank you for, for once again, doing this. Yeah, no problem. Once again, thank you to Matthew Zader from the hockey writers for taking the time doing this episode on such short notice and, uh, doing this silly season discussion. So you've heard our offers. You've heard our uh, responses to each of those offers. We broke it down with both of our respective opinions. So I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. What's a trade deal that Matthew threw out? And what's a trade deal that I threw out that you either agree or disagree with? I'm uh, open to all discussions. So hit up the show's Twitter page at Locked on Devils. Uh, give me your thoughts. And also hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMat4 right here. And uh, let me know what you guys think, how you're feeling about either getting Connor Garland, Brock Besser, Quinn Hughes, or uh, Demko onto this roster and playing at the Prudential Center. Uh, I don't think uh, the Besser trade is going to happen because uh, Matthew said that the, maybe the Canucks will trade for a first-round pick. And we only have one first-round pick uh, in this year's draft. It's not like the Islander situation where we have two. So, uh, we're we're, we're going to have to um, – what, what I mean by the Islander situation is, remember, we traded away Paul Marion Zajac to get another first-round pick, albeit it was late, but that translated into Chase Stillman. So that's what I meant. Like, uh, you know, it's not like last year where we have two first-round picks. So just uh, for some clarity. And also, I got the times wrong. Uh, the Canucks and Devils will be playing at 10 p.m. Eastern time, not 10.30. So that's on me. So, uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think about the overall uh, trade discussion I had with Matthew what deals do you agree with? What deals do you disagree with? Uh, if you're a fan of the Canucks, if you're a fan of the Devils, what's a trade that you might uh, throw out there that me and Matthew didn't? Because like I said, I thought Pavel Zako would play more of a centerpiece, but it doesn't seem like uh, Matthew is budging in that regards. Uh, you know, I tried making an offer of Jesper Brat to uh, 
for the services of Demko or, or Quinn Hughes, but uh, he's not budging on that either. So, and maybe rightfully so, because that is uh, a tall order. But let me know what you guys think. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.